No Ketchup Chicago. Good, my people. Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. The last dance was last night. It's here. And off top, it was better than advertised, I think. Me and Big Nick the Quick are going to break it down. We're going to do a little recap of episode one and episode two right now for your enjoyment. Big Nick the Quick, how you living? Man, I'm great, man. How about you? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. We could jump right into it. Last night was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing, bro. Across the board, I loved every single second. I knew a lot of the stuff they were talking about already. It didn't matter. I loved it. Big goosebumps from the beginning to the end. Yeah. They came and went. Absolutely. Whole entire time. Like like you said, man, I was I was preparing for it obviously like the entire day. I'm sitting there waiting until eight o'clock, looking at the clock, you know, setting everything up, getting it ready, my whole area. I'm like, yo, no distractions. I told uh, I told my family, I was like, let's make sure we have everything done that we need to have done, like food, make sure we're ready for bed, like all that stuff, because from eight to ten, you know, like it's a complete lock in, man. Like you said, did not disappoint. Um first off. Shout out ESPN for doing the right thing. Because remember, like, at first it was rumored that they were going to put it out early. Then it was quiet on that front. And then all of a sudden that they, they, they did announce that they were going to do it. And, uh, yeah, man, like you said, um, 100% delivered. So big shout out to them for putting it out and giving the people something to talk about, something to kind of break up all the craziness that's going on out there right now. So big shout out ESPN. And, and so far, uh, I'm all in. Yeah, no complaints. Zero complaints. It's interesting you say that because um, before we get into it, my guy is connected. He works for Netflix, and um, we'll see if they did the right thing because it obviously is being rushed, right? So I think the first few, three, four episodes were already kind of done, and they were finishing up the back end, and that's where the stuff gets kind of rushed. You know what I'm saying? So, like we know this for a fact, because I know that one of the big things is they did want to finish the documentary, but are they, were they just not? I mean, what were they not done? Well, with? I mean, I think it's they were editing. They were yes, for a fact. They were they were editing. They were going through everything. They were cutting footage. Right. They just weren't finished, right? And they kind of felt like they were under pressure to release it, and then they started kind of rushing the process. And you know how that Game of Thrones shit looked when they rushed the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, hope, I hope it doesn't go like the last season of Game you, of Thrones. You feel I'd, me? Be hi- I'd be highly disappointed. <laughs> I would have rather them, we, and we don't know how it's going to end, right? But I would yeah. rather have them waited and been like, yo, y'all can kick rocks. We've been putting this shit together for four or five years. Like, we're going to take as long as we need to to make sure it's perfect rather than people are, are quarantined and they, and they need some content and then we're going to rush it out and then not get it exactly perfect how it was supposed to be. But we'll see, right? We we Yeah, I don't I don't think ESPN ESPN I don't think ESPN is in a position where they have to make a desperation move. So I feel like if they didn't feel like it was because this is like a one time thing. This is gonna be the biggest piece of content that they've ever put out on this channel. Like let's keep it real, right? Like this is gonna be, be number one because of the content, number two because of the circumstances. You put that all together, like 
by far the biggest piece of content that ESPN has ever put out. So I don't think that they would, and it's not like ESPN is like trying to make a name for themselves. So I don't think they're like any position to rush it if it wasn't ready. So I, I'm confident that it's ready. I mean, you it's, know, unless it's, that's yeah, I'm confident. You know, it's definitely the most hyped piece of uh, piece of footage or documentary I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, since the OJ shit, I, I mean, the OJ, the OJ shit, bigger than the OJ thing, but the OJ thing was prior to that. It was like, okay, now this OJ thing, which was if it's on that level, like we're good. Because the OJ this, thing was outstanding. If, if this hits the OJ <laughs> levels, we're in very good shape. That OJ, I've never been enthralled with te- television like I was with that oh OJ my documentary. God. The first two episodes, the first two episodes of the OJ thing where they're talking about the race relations in LA, like that whole, that shit is crazy. We should we should rewatch that one time and maybe uh the rewatchables maybe put out some on pe- that. rewatchables on that. Yeah. For real. That shit is a whole nother level. We should yeah. We might have oh to, my the God. people want that, let us know. Cause we might have to put that out. That documentary so, yeah, was yeah, sensational. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But yeah, so if this is on that level, and you know, obviously again, yeah, the most hype piece that they have, like I trust ESPN, but go ahead, my fault. Yeah, no, no doubt. Let me uh give me a little <laughs> peek on uh your setup for last night. How what what did you watch it with your lady? Were you solo? Yes. What were you eating? What, nah, what, what were you watch drinking? Watch it with the wife, uh, with my daughter, because uh, I felt it was important to put her on to this history. Oh, you know I what like I mean? It. So I, I told her, yeah, oh yeah, I told her 8 o'clock, like, it's done, you're coming down. And, like, it was funny. She was talking to one of her friends on the little video chat thing that they got set up. And she was like, ah, oh, yeah, my, my dad's making me watch this basketball thing. Like, I don't know. But. But by 8.15, she was, like, completely locked in. Well, like, completely locked in. locked in. Locked in. Asking questions. Like, okay, what's this all about? Like, you know, okay, woo-woo. Like, fully locked in. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to answer them, but at the same time, I don't want to talk over the, 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 the thing because I'm trying to listen to every single word. So I had that set up. We watched it downstairs on the big screen where I got the, the bow surround all set up. Uh, I had been drinking a little beer earlier. I switched to a little bit of, uh, a little bit of the scotch. Okay. So I had a little bit of the, the, the Balvenie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a little bit of the dark. <laughs> um, yeah, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of cooled out and watched it, man. So it was the three of us. So, like, yeah, I mean, we, we my girl and I, we've been looking forward to it, obviously. Um, and then, like I said, man, it was important to, uh, to put my daughter on this history. Yeah, it was. Uh, had to. It was something. And didn't move for two hours, by the way. 120 minutes, same position. Same position. <laughs> I, I started. I So this was my setup, right? Me and the lady watched it. Um, and I went grocery shopping yesterday and I was like, I'm obviously, I was going to, I was going to eat pizza. I was going to have pizza and beer all day. Like that was just what I was going to do. Right. Of course. So I, uh, I was like, let me save some, let me save about $30 and let me get a home run in while I'm here. Great move. And I hadn't had a home run in, in a minute. Yeah. I probably haven't Uh, had a home run in pizza, like a frozen one in a, in a year plus. It was, it was just as good as I remember, my G. Hey, side note, the, by far the best home, the best frozen pizza, hands down. It's not even close. It's not even, yo, between, <laughs> even between the crust and the cheese, the yeah. cheese thickness yes. and the richness yes. of the sauce, the sauce. sausage, that shit, oh man. The flaky, the flaky bottom under part, like oh the whole my situation. God, it's whole it's situation. better than some pizza you can get delivered. Like, I'd rather have home run in pizza than any of like the Domino's. Little Caesars, Papa John situations, by far. Without question. Yeah. So I grabbed a little home run in. That shit was a 10. Um, yep. I had a, I was drinking some Peroni, and I just posted up, bro. Nice. Yeah. Posted up, 
had some uh had some peronis had some pizza and just watched it i started it like a half an hour late 40 minutes late so i was uh i, wanted, I needed what's the background on that i wanted to be that able was to, against the whole plan well no yeah commercials? well this is what it was right i was like let me okay. I, I was starting to run a little a little behind so i threw the pizza in and i was like okay let me let me fast forward let me fast forward through some of these commercials so i'll start like half an hour late and it, it worked out perfectly because I finished the second episode right when everybody else finished, but I skipped almost okay. all the commercials. Um, right, right. But listen, so did you stay off social media the whole night? Yeah, yeah. I, I did that. when when that shit started, yeah. I just I put my phone over on the bed yeah, and I just po- like I just yep. I I wasn't looking. Yeah, I, I threw mine on do not disturb. I was I was done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I threw mine on do not disturb. Like I was letting nothing nothing was coming through. No, exactly right. Um, yeah. but let's get into it. First off, let's talk about the fucking soundtrack, my man. <coughs> it was A1. Every yeah. single track they put behind the highlights, they had some rock Kim. Like, I mean, it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. When they had that, I ain't no joke. Yo, it ain't no joke. Jordan, it was over with. Yeah. <laughs> it was I ain't so, no joke. <laughs> it was so perfect. Like, every track. But yeah. So, to open the scene with with everything going on, big goosebumps with, like, you know, the, the ring ceremony and uh, them recapping, like, the 96 season and them winning uh, the championship. Big goosebumps, and then every single track they placed on the highlights or whatever they were putting it on was spot on ten by t- ten for ten. Perfect, yeah, perfect, 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 yeah. perfect, perfect, perfect. Like it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so that was one thing I really wanted to make. Like the the music was sensational. Shout out whoever's locking that in. Oh yeah, whoever yeah whoever's on the on the soundtrack for sure. One thing I was surprised about. Because I thought, like, hands down, there's no chance that they're not going to open it up without the uh, the intro music. They didn't play the intro music till I think it was, like, 48, 50 minutes into the entire thing. I was really surprised at that. I was like, oh, well, for sure. Well, that whole first episode was yeah. kind of like a little, it was like a, it was like a trailer. Yeah, Almost. yeah like exactly. The, yeah. the whole first episode was like, let me set the stage for you. It was yeah, we're going well to tease you a little bit. Yeah. Right, right. With the right. whole Jordan timeline and all that. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just going to go through my notes one by one and we can kind of, well, and you can obviously jump in and say whatever you got written down and yep. you got, you want to say, um, so in the, like, like we just laid out the first episode was kind of like a, a trailer or whatever, right. Uh, to set the table for, you know, what was to come leading into the last dance. Every time I see that picture from the 96 finals against the Sonics, with Randy Brown laying on top of Mike, like fake, <laughs> fake trying to grab the ball from him. I hate Randy even more. I already don't like Randy. It was such like a let me get the, where all we the don't cameras. call him Randy. We, we, we call him the Wire. Oh, he's the Wire. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah, the Wire, <laughs> aka Randy Brown. It was just such a clout play. Like I'm gonna go find Mike and jump on top of him because that's where all the cameras are gonna be. Yeah. It, 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 for for whatever reason, it really bothers me. Like those guys need to be in the back. You don't see Judd Bushler jumping on Mike. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Pip should yep. be jumping on Mike. Robin should be jumping on Mike. Harp should be jumping on Mike. Like Randy Brown shouldn't. He he doesn't deserve the real estate that that he he got in those pictures. That that's where I'm. I guess that's where I'm at with it. Of course. Um. 
we obviously can jump right into to Kraus. Yo, Let's I mean, do it. Listen, I mean, so many thoughts around oh that. Oh my god, I have so many thoughts. Right? <laughs> like Jerry Krause, and and let me let me get this. Let me lay this out. Right, the, let me let me make this clear where I stand of him as a GM. He was very very good. He was a very good GM in a lot of ways. He put together a lot of those pieces. Going to get Pip, trading a big for a wing. No one was doing that, right? He went and picked up Pip, went and got Horse Grant. He was a big architect in the Kukoc pickup. Set him gonna, up for the second three-peat with yep, that, yeah. Yep, yep. I and mean, he was huge in going to get Kukoc. Uh, Great role players. Yep, I mean. Paxson, Kurz. Mentioned in the first two episodes, um, he gave Phil Jackson his, oh, like he brought him on as an assistant to then be the head coach. Like that was a, these are Jerry Krause moves. That yep. doesn't change the fact that he was a sucker and he was yes. a weasel. It doesn't change any of that. So I get it. We wouldn't have won all the championships that we did won uh, that we did win the six with the teams that he architected because and he always put role players that worked. He went and got yeah. he went and got Rodman for Will Purdue. Like he made a lot of this stuff happen. That doesn't change the fact that he was a weasel. And he's and he's not a guy that you could trust or or, or wanted to rock with and his ego was out of control. <clears throat> I, I, you can respect him for building it up, but you cannot respect him for trying to tear that same exact thing down. You know what I mean? If that, if that if those episodes point out anything, it's that they then spent the whole time trying to tear it down. Like the whole Tim Floyd situation. The Pippen situation, we can obviously get into that because I have thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get contract. into that, 100%. But just how he acted, like to me and you, this is no surprise, right? Like I remember my dad used to talk about it all the time, like, that was a huge story back then. Like, that's how Kraus was. Nobody liked him. Jordan didn't like him. Pippen certainly didn't like him. Phil didn't fuck with him. But, like, it's it's crazy just to watch it kind of on the screen and see and just see it kind of play out. Cause, I mean, yeah, he got I mean, booed at the ring ceremony. Spent, he got booed at the ring ceremony, and he spent all of his time trying to tear this thing down. Like, it will be completely unheard of right now to tear down a team in the middle of winning three straight championships. You know what I mean? Like like he did in 99. Like, that's crazy. You would never hear about anything like that. And the fact that he was allowed to do it, it kind of made me look at Reinsdorf a certain way. Like, oh, yo, 100%. You, that's yeah, a, that's when a, were you going to step gonna in? Say. Yeah, when were you going to step in and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't break this up in the middle of a title run. Like, maybe we should make some more moves to kind of keep these guys together and see what we can do. Like, it's crazy. It would have been like if the Spurs would break up Duncan after that first run, you know what I mean? And they wouldn't have squeezed out that last ring that they got. It would have been like, nah, you know what, man, let's go ahead and just, like, blow this up. Like, you wouldn't do that. It's crazy. Cross was an insecure sucker, period. That's what I yeah, wrote. Yeah, 100%. I, then, so we know what he told Phil. Like, how can you bring Phil Jackson into the office and say, if you go 82-0 and 0 and win a title, no matter what, you're gone. That's, that's, you're gone. That's sucker jealous talk. And yeah. I also, to your point, I have written down, Reinsdorf is soft for letting that happen. Extra soft. When, when that comes out, you call Kraus in your office like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. that, that's never been Jerry's style, right? Like, we know we know Jerry's style and his loyalty. And, and hey, I, I trusted this guy to get me five rings. 
if this is how he wants to take it after that, I'm going to trust him in that direction as well. But, right? but fuck that. Like, I mean, right. we're, we're talking about winning rings here. You're talking about a winning thing. Like, why would you Why would you allow someone to tear down a winning thing? Like, at that point, you could have got rid of Kraus and the thing could have kept rolling. Like, I don't, like, that. that's that's 100%. Yeah, like, he, he did his job. Hope, like, go ahead. I hope we, yeah, if you got him available for these interviews, I hope one thing you accomplish in the next eight episodes is let me know why he felt, at what point, like, what is his rationale for allowing this to happen? Because I can't understand any scenario in which, as the owner of the team, you would say, yes, let's break up this team at the fifth one, or let's try to at the fifth one, after the fifth one, and then let's absolutely go through with it after the sixth one. You're like, you literally about, force these... You're talking about Reinsdorf mentality. Reinsdorf allowing Kraus right. to do that. Right. Right. Well, well, I mean, how could that even be a plan? Like, hey, after we win this title, let's force everybody out. Like, at what point... You know what I mean? Like, who's around that's like, wait, hold on. That doesn't make any sense. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. So yeah, I, I hope I mean, that that gets answered by Reinsdorf. Like, hey, this is why I was thinking that way. Or this is why I gave Jerry, you know, free reign to do whatever the hell he wanted to. Because, again, it was literally, let's win a title and then let's get rid of these guys. That's crazy to me. And tell them. Yeah, and be ma- public ma- about it. Yeah. Be public about it. Like, the public shit really stuck out to me. It's insane. This wasn't a secret. It's not a secret. It'd be like if Belichick was coming out this year and being like, yeah, you know what? Tom is for sure gone at the end of the year. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> you know, and no matter what. I'm not going to offer him a contract. 16-0 uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can have 158.3 passer rating. He's gone. So you can, you can call him if you want. If you want to get him for next year. Well, I mean, I guess it, it would be more like the well because Belichick is Belichick but like it'd be like Kraft saying that about Belichick because it, yeah. it, it was directed at Phil right and Mike wasn't going to play without Phil and but you knew that so it was right. at the same so time it's it's you were fine with that you had made peace with that decision right you had made peace with punting on Michael Jordan that's crazy I mean at 35 he had a couple years left come on at least oh without question and we know Pip had time left. Like, this dude ended Michael Jordan's career. In Chicago. And he didn't, he didn't play anywhere else? No, nah, he came back afterwards for that wizard shit, but he ended I his mean, career. He retired, yeah. He ended the pro- he ended, yeah, he ended, yeah. There's there's a lot of ifs on Jordan. He, that there's so much have, shit connected Jordan fuck around have nine titles. <laughs> Yo, you know the biggest thing I was thinking when I was watching this? It was how did this all happen? Like, that's what I was watching. How did we get like, here? How did we get here? How did we not get more Michael Jordan after a champion? And I, I don't think I've ever even thought about it like that. Like, yo, how did this team go from winning a championship to literally the next year? Didn't they have the worst record in NBA history? Did that mean they, yeah, they were dead last four straight years after that. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? How did we How did we get to the whole team is locked in and, and won a championship to the next year just completely having no but, none of the players there, no coach. And nothing. it's not like he went to go play somewhere else. He retired. All for all yeah, 30, Jerry 30 points a game. He retired. It was funny, man. Going into the dock, I was like, man, people are going to remember why they hated Jerry Krause, and it's, I think it's going to get ratcheted up a bit. And it, I was exactly oh, yeah, right. For sure. So, Just seeing his face, face made my blood boil. I think, I think the other, <laughs> the other thing is, it, it, 
his look was so ridiculous that that ridiculous. doesn't that doesn't help him either. He looks like a weasel too, so it's like and I'm not and this I'm guy not surprised. Definitely he, a clown. And I'm not surprised he drove that big dumbass Cadillac too. Like, there's no chance that dude wasn't getting the biggest. You see, you see the you see the Cadillac he got in. He got to like the 32V North yeah, Star. That the, like, that's, yeah, that's the. Uh, <laughs> The Seville, I'm pretty sure. The Super Seville, whatever the big one is, the Grand Seville, like, what the fuck is this guy? Well, on, I mean, man? the guy, I don't even know who he was, but the guy in the <coughs> beginning said that Krauss had the little man, pl- the complex. Oh, for he sure, said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he like, couldn't get out of his own way. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Yeah. Um. All right, but let's. I mean, we're gonna come back to Krauss, but let's get into to to the episode and them going to Paris. I had seen those pictures. For whatever reason, man, I don't know if it was just me being young or. Hold on one sec. I just completely removed that like preseason Paris thing. I I, never, I forgot they completely went out there. And, and they played like a whole tournament. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was on yeah. it was on NBC Sports. Yeah, like I completely removed that from my memory. So that was cool to to relive that and see the footage the footage the behind the scenes and them going into the locker room and kind of just how, that was how, crazy how they were moving and and mike yeah. and mike kind of just chopping it with david stern um them going to take the pictures at the eiffel tower like that shit was awesome well did you read the ramona shelburne piece about how they eventually got all this footage to get out no i i i oh i avoided really i avoided it because i didn't want you know so, what I'm saying? yeah talk to me so i said that the, i said it was the only thing that i would read about it only because it was about how they eventually got him to agree to do it but like backstory pretty much the dude who shot all this is actually clay thompson's uncle um which is crazy he was a cameraman or whatever and he and he had a relationship with jordan and jordan agreed to let him shoot all this video right um, but the only way they got him to agree to eventually do it was if he had final say on it, meaning right. that like yeah. if he never wanted to come out, it would just be Jordan's home videos, more or less, right? Um, so this dude followed him around the entire time, got all this footage, got all this crazy access, and it pretty much just sat on the shelf forever until 2016 when Jordan agreed to let it out. So like yeah, yeah, when I they were showing that, that yeah. footage, yeah, was, so when they were showing that footage, like him going to the locker room and being like, yeah, so... For y'all that never went before, this is what it feels like. And like, uh, who was that? Who was it that put his arm around him? And he's like, doesn't even count. Um, yeah, like well, that, that type shit. That, this same, like, yeah. that, they were like, yeah, uh, yo, Phil, take this. Like, don't 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 let Krauss get his hands on this. They're yeah, like, don't let Krauss get his hands trophy. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I completely removed that Paris trip from my memory, so that was really cool to see. And it was just like the. Uh, with people in the load management and all that talk, like for him to be out there, especially with Pip hurt, knowing they're about to go into the season without Pip, Jordan's out there putting on a show. Like that, that would just never happen nowadays. Just wouldn't. He wouldn't be playing. He had an opportunity to score. I think he scored 28 in Paris. Like it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. He was playing like it was a game seven. Yeah. Yo, did you catch who was on that team that they played in Paris? They played Olympiacos. Did you know who was on that squad? No, Arturus, aka Karnasova. Oh, uh, was he team. on there? Yeah. Did yeah, they show yeah. his name? Like, could you see his name in a jersey? Uh, yeah, just peeped his face. I, I saw. I don't know if I saw. I think I was on Twitter. I saw a clip of okay, his highlights. But yeah, he was. Uh, okay, he was on that team uh, in Paris in '98, which was funny. Full circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shout out him, man. Hey, I, man. Hope, yeah, I, hope, I hope this documentary inspires him to bring back the glory days. Cause, Real shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I had a I had a couple moments while I was watching to the the how far have we fallen moments for sure. Like damn, we got people in pairs wearing all Bulls gear, Bulls windbreakers, Bulls hats, oh, Bulls everything, and now our our our, our major moves are getting out of Porter for so for, it's, for thirty mil. It's a worldwide brand. Yeah, look no at doubt. us now. Yeah, look at us now. But yeah, um. Yo, why did Mike sign my man's paper uh, in Paris, Joe? But the oh, because the dude was <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. You can't hey, do that because then every because then every single person that's supposed to be there doing their job is gonna be trying to get an autograph from Mike. My man is over here, fix the microphone, and is like, "Hey, can I get an autograph." My Mike man, looked at the Mike. dude next to him like, "Hey, get your boy." <laughs> And dude was sitting there confused, like, wait, why isn't he signing it? Yo, like, <laughs> Mike leaned Mike leaned against the wall, G, and just yeah, looked like, at buddy, it. hey, get your man. Just look the other way, bro. Nah, yeah, you can't do that, man. I'm not, you know, I'm and again, man, like I, I, I get the whole like, oh, you should be grateful to be in that position and sign people's shit. Dude was over here fixing the microphone and then casual slips in. He's like, hey, Mike, can you sign this? <laughs> like, it's like, 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 it's part of the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you need to sign this to wear this. Like, Mike was like, dude, get the fuck out of here. It was, I, it was, it would have been, it, look, the, the only reason Yo, I, I felt kind of bad for my mask because it would have been such an easy one for Mike to sign, bro. It wasn't yeah, no, like it sure. was a, t- a big crowd around him. It was in, yeah, it was then the, like a then little... the cameraman would have put down his camera and be like, "Hey, can you sign my shit? Like, hey, can you sign my shit?" Yeah. The makeup person, "Hey, sign my shit." Like, nah, come on, he can't do that. But, I thought that's a great piece of footage. Yeah, it is. That was great. It really is. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, I a bet you they saw that. And they're like, "Hey, we got to find a way to work this in. Like, we have to find a way to work this in." Yeah, my man, <laughs> you know I mean? Mike. Mike was like, "Come on, dog." Yeah, come on, come man. On, man. Yeah, can't. Nah, I'm not going. Um. All right. So then. They go from Paris, and then they talk about him getting drafted. Um, I thought they were going to touch on the story of him landing at O'Hare and, didn't, and not having a ride, uh, but they didn't. <laughs> you know, you know that story, yeah. I don't know this story. No. What? When he got drafted, he landed O'Hare and didn't have a ride. Bro, you don't know this story? I don't know this story. Oh bro. my this god! Is... All right, so maybe this isn't as as, as this is yeah. as widely known as as I thought it was. I mean, there's so many Mike stories. He's like Bigfoot, but yeah, nah. Okay, please. let me look up the dude's name. Okay. Okay, so Jordan gets drafted in '84 by the Bulls, right? Number three pick. We know that story. He go he he gets on a plane and he lands in Chicago at O'Hare. And the Bulls don't send anybody to pick him up. No limo, no chauffeur, no nothing. He 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 lands at O'Hare and doesn't have a ride to wherever he was going, the Bulls facility, whatever. There's a limo driver, George Kohler. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ask yeah, Mike, story. like, yo, do you need a ride? And Mike's like, actually, I do need a ride. And him and him and uh, he was Jordan's driver forever after that, and they're still it's his homies. best friend. It's his best friend, yeah. still homies today. It's his best friend. Yeah. yeah. So I thought they were going to touch on that story when they talked about Jordan landing at O'Hare, but uh, they didn't. If you guys listening that, that didn't know that story, go read that article. Uh, Jordan that was in the Wright Cohen. Thompson piece. That was in the Wright Thompson piece, wasn't it? it it's I, it's been it's been all over. I've I've read it okay. a couple of times, but yeah, that yeah. was uh, yeah, it was just it was just really good story about Mike and. 
another loyalty thing and like yo if you hold me down same thing with his trainers everything right yeah um so let's move <laughs> over they go from paris and then the, the documentary shifts to him uh you know getting drafted being a young guy on that trash bull team in 84 third pick in the draft third pick in the draft locked in the what jumped out to me was he was so locked in from the start do you yeah. think there's any cap in that story of him going into the room and it's essentially a party and he's like, actually, I'm going to leave. Yeah, I think, no, yeah. Actually, <laughs> at that point in time, away? I think, yeah, I think he probably left. I think at that point in time, he wasn't like the, yeah, I, I don't see Jordan as like a let me take some lines of coke. Now, he definitely was drinking and shit. Probably not at that point in his life, but I think he probably looked at that and was like, yeah, no, I'm way too focused to have this derail. I think that's what he was trying to say. Like, I can't have this derail me right now. Right. Like there's a time, there'll be a time and a place for this type of lifestyle, and it's not, you know, my but first week in the league. For, you know what I mean? It's a hotel. For, <laughs> for him to be that locked in though is actually insane. Young, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, young what twenty twenty one year old kid like that's crazy. Well, per- so. Apparently, the NBA in the eighties was like cocaine central. Was like when, a huge, huge. Well, when problem. they told him, when they, uh, when they said that the Bulls were known as the traveling cocaine circus in '84, like Mike lost that's, it. He thought that was that's so hilarious. Funny. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then he tried to play dudes. it off. He's like, uh, you know, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard that one. Like, it, it, I thought that was funny to see Michael Jordan get caught off guard. Yeah, you don't feel like he's. They completely caught him off guard with that one. Like, he let out a long-ass laugh. Yeah, hell yeah. Like, that's actually a good point. I, that's probably the most off guard I've seen Mike caught ever. Wait, did you peep Mike's glass of scotch throughout the interview? Oh, it's going up and down, bro. Oh, it's up and down. <laughs> ice melted, ice full. Ice like. melt, no, no ice, ice, a yeah. lot of ice, no ice. Hey, Neat. super crystal clear glass, too. Mike, Mike's, yeah, that shit was hilarious. Oh, yeah, he had the crystal, no doubt. Yeah, this is the, the quartz. Quartz, quartz. <laughs> Ha, quartz highball The glass. Cartier. He had the Cartier uh, scotch glasses. Shout out, Mike. <laughs> Swarovski. Yeah, Swarovski, right, Swarovski. Uh, scotch glasses. That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> no, man. I, uh, that was one of my favorite, favorite parts when he was cracking up and they talked about the cocaine circus because the NBA, it just wasn't as big and it just wasn't, yeah, it was just different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was just that was a whole different era, man. Yeah, a whole different era. A whole different era going on in life. But so what did you think? So what did you think about? I thought that I think that I thought it was funny how they kind of breezed over the third pick thing. Um, you know, what I mean, I thought they could have given. They could, I just thought it was. I thought they could have given some. Uh, some. I thought they were gonna give some Sam Bowie hate. Not well, hate, I mean, but they, just like they you know, tried like to yeah, help this, out this Portland. Is the guy they took. They tried to help out Portland by yeah. explaining, hey, these guys had Clyde already. Yeah, no. Nah, they weren't yeah. gonna take Mike. Yeah. So like, I, it is no one is. had an issue with no one had an issue with Hakeem, obviously. But you yeah. know, it just it it's makes that Portland true. situation look so bad. Shout out Hakeem. I mean, yeah. To to the top three picks are Hakeem Olajuwon, Sam Bowie, and Michael Jordan. And you get got and you get left with Sam Bowie. It's just a bad look. That's like and the, yeah. I mean, Houston still got two <laughs> championships out of it. They're like, yeah, we're good. We don't we don't care. Yeah, because Mike let him. Yeah, he gave him two. So, do you think, okay, let me ask you this real quick since you brought that up. Do yeah. you think, I mean, obviously we don't know, and it's obviously very possible they could have won eight straight, but do you think that two-year break helped them win the second three? Yeah, I think. You know what I'm the, saying? 
Yeah, I think it's hard to I mean, you saw it with LeBron. Um, it's just physically a lot to go to nine straight NBA finals. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of basketball. I think Jordan, I think it helped for Jordan for sure. Like I think, like you said, the mental, I mean, obviously it depends on what you believe, right? If you believe the whole conspiracy, the gambling, and that's why he left, that's fine. But I do think that there is something to be said about like the mental fatigue that it takes to go through that and like the physical toll that it takes on your body. So having that 18 months off where his body's resetting, he's not playing basketball. The baseball thing is just more for fun, but you know, he doesn't really give a fuck. Like, yeah, I think that that fuels you for the the, the second three-peat for sure. Like, it, there's no way it doesn't help. But that's also not saying that they wouldn't have won eight straight. You know what I mean? Like, they, they very well could have won eight straight. But there's no doubt that taking the time off helped win the last three. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thought, you know? Everyone's like, man, it would have been crazy <laughs> if they won eight straight. But, man, maybe that maybe that maybe if that break doesn't happen, they don't even get six. You know, right? So right. yeah, it's interesting. Um, we'll get to Pippen a bit because we're going to talk about that. We'll lock in on Pippen, but I don't know about you. I had never seen actual footage <laughs> of Jordan breaking his foot, like the play. Yeah, yeah, I knew. I knew seen he broke either. his foot and everything, and I knew you know he was on administration when he came back, and he was fighting to get back, and then he went crazy when he got to Boston. But I had never seen actual footage of him breaking his foot, and it didn't look like that crazy of a play. He kind of went up. He said he said he landed flat footed and a clean break in his foot. But um, yeah. I had never seen the footage, so I, saw, I thought I never, that was cool. I never see, yeah, I had never seen it either. That was crazy. So then he goes on uh, the comeback thing, and then he has that famous line of the uh, how bad is the headache? How bad is the headache? <laughs> um, yeah. Just pure competitor. You know what yep. I'm saying? Um. I also thought it was great that early he was like, man, fuck the front office, man. Put me back in the game. Like, I yeah. want to get this win. And to see that, th- to see the, to see the, uh, the standings and to see the, the Bulls get in at 30 and 52 to make the playoffs was like mind boggling to me. Well, I want to go back and watch some of those 14 minute games. Because like it sounds like it sounds like well it sounds like he propelled them to like the playoffs. I'm trying to figure out. I'm sitting there in my head like doing the math. I'm like, how could you possibly do that in 14 minutes of play? But I, you know what I mean. It's just like yeah, that's crazy to me. So I want to see some of these. uh, Yeah, I mean it's obviously a quick watch. Yeah, yeah, but I want to see these 14 minute rotations of Jordan and see what he was doing. Yeah, just like going crazy for 14 (laughs) minutes and then like coming out and then stewing on the bench. You know what I mean? But. I thought, yeah, I thought that that was cool. I thought it was crazy, um, the whole, like, pulling them out at that 14th minute thing. I think it's crazy that Paxson was on those teams. And when that same shit happened with Joe Kim Noah, Paxson choked out Vinny Del Negro. Remember that? Right. So, like, yeah, it, it all comes full circle. Like, it was, it, it seems like, <laughs> it seems like Paxson from the situation <laughs> took after Kraus and not like the players in kind of that situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean, that's the hat like he's every, been wearing for the right, past 20 years. Everything he learned, like he did the, the same thing that happened to Phil from Kraus is what Paxson did to Tibbs. Same thing. Obviously on a much lesser level. Right, as far but as it's the success, same thing. Yeah, yeah a publicly undermining your yeah. head coach. You know he's gone exactly. no matter what happens. Infiltrating yeah. everything, not letting him run the shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the same thing. I think if Tibbs had won a championship, he probably would have came back. That was the only difference. But, yeah, I mean, it was pretty much championship or bust for Tibbs in that last year. 
and everybody knew. Absolutely. So yeah, it's kind of the same situation. It was an eerie, eerie season. Like the players know, everybody there knows. Yeah, same type situation. But um, yeah, I want to see those fourteen minutes, man. We got to find the footage. Yeah, let's do it. So 30, <laughs> yeah, I need that film. Thirty-eight pick. Where's the film? Watch the film. <laughs> yeah, watch the film. Is his foot good? I don't know. You tell me. Watch the film. <laughs> watch the tape. <laughs> Yo, how's his foot look? Oh man, it looked pretty good to me. Why you pretty good. Yeah, don't tell me. Yeah, 25 in 14 minutes. So I think we're all good. <laughs> I think we're good. Foot looked pretty good to me. Um, so the 30 and 52 thing was crazy to make the playoffs. Eight seed. The Wizards were a six seed at 39 and 43. Crazy. Yeah. Um, but it was which, cra- gave, which gives all the fuel to all like the uh, the ant, not even the, whatever you want to call these people who are like, yeah, it was it was a weak era and it was watered down. It's like, come on, man, shut up. Right. I don't, don't want to hear. It. And it was crazy that. To think, hey, if they don't, if they don't sneak in at thirty and fifty-two, we don't get that series against the Celtics, exactly. and, him, and him going bananas. You know what I'm saying? So that was like, yep. there's so many, man. Just like in life in general, there's just so many fine lines of stuff that can change, and history would change. It's it's crazy. Um, so I don't know about you, bro. And tell me, and tell me if you knew this, I didn't realize. Because so much is talked about the the 63-point performance. The, yep, the, I know exactly where you're going. The record-breaking <laughs> performance that still stands today, most points scored in the playoff game, Michael Jordan, 84, 63 points. I had or, uh, an 85. I had no idea that he went for 49 in the game one. Yeah. Like, you, did you know that? So when I'm watching that highlight, I'm like, oh shit, it's a 63 point game. Right. I'm thinking, and then like, I'm this watching, is it. I'm like, this, this doesn't look right. And then, like, oh wait, so, so he had 49 in game one, then he came back in game two and then dropped 63. Like, come on. Yeah, like, that is like, crazy. What? So yeah, I think he was averaging like fucking 57 points a game for the first two games in that finals or in that, uh, in that series. Like, yeah, un- unbelievable. Like, that's Unbelievable. insane. At the Garden. And then someone else wrote it on Twitter today. Like, then you realize it was at the Garden against the eventual champions that had five Hall of Famers on their team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it wasn't against anybody. You know, this is against the Celtics at, at on, a, on a road game. When you've been out most of the year. Like, I, 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 I will, I'm a, the biggest Bulls fan and Jordan fan out just like you i had no idea he went bananas for 50 in the first game and then followed it up with 63 like that's crazy so first off go look at the pictures too of just the parquet floor and how beat up it was and how regular everything looked just go look at the still images and look at the detail of the Boston Garden, and it was just that—that that is about as nostalgic as you can get looking at that footage and those photos. So in that series, oh, and by, three, and, and by the way, Jordan did all this. Didn't 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 score. Didn't hit one three. Yeah, I was just about to didn't, say didn't, in that series, he averaged forty four points a game. He hit uh, in the in the third game. He only had nineteen coming off of sixty three. Yeah. Um, he was eight of eighteen. He hit one three in that one, but the first two games where he scores forty nine and sixty three doesn't attempt a three. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely unbelievable. The um, 
And we obviously found out the story of him going to golf with Ainge after yeah. game one. After and, game and one. And I noticed, you. If, if I don't know if you guys caught it, but the uh, game one was on April 17th in 86. And the uh, game two was three days later. So he got some rest in between, which I thought was interesting. So, yeah. He had some well, those are, and those are five game series, too. right? Yeah, so like that, that was that was interesting too. So it was like, yo, let's go, let's go play some golf, Danny Ainge. And I, I wrote this in my notes, and a bunch of people after were were chiming in on it on Twitter. Th- that uh, this era never talked to each other and and didn't hang out and weren't friends is a little overblown. Like hundred percent, yeah. To say that there, there's a, there was just no social media cameras and all that stuff for them to go out and play uh, some golf after game one in the middle. And I, yo, and low key, I would. Uh, this goes against Jordan and everything he thought, but like I think he kind of knew it wasn't his time. And like he, I don't know if he would do that if he really, really felt like they had a chance to beat that team. But it was just like, yeah, I'm going to go do my thing and go hang out with Ains. Fuck it. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, him and Barkley were best friends, and they played each other, obviously, in the finals. So I don't, I don't know if they if they hung out during that series or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, whatever good friends, I should say. But, yeah, I mean, who, who knows? But that whole situation is overblown, man. Like, yeah, that's that's I think that's like one of those, like, created narratives. I don't even know anyone who actually thinks that. You know what I mean? Like, that's some Skip Bayless, like, let me just right. throw some shit against the wall <laughs> and see if it sticks type shit. You know what I mean? Like. I don't care who you hang out with, who you talk to. Like, it doesn't really make a difference. Like, I wouldn't say go get breakfast with them on the morning of a game seven. But, you know, like, right. whatever, man. If he wants to play golf and he's in Boston, he's like, yo, Danny, like, what's up? Where can we play? Where can you get me in? I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is my club. Like, yeah, go for it. Whatever. Some of those doesn't buckets, make a difference. Some of those buckets that he was scoring were ridiculous. Crazy. Hanging in the air. Hanging in the air. Going to the basket. Go. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. crazy. Um, you're probably not going to know this, but I got, I, I got the link for you, but so Jordan scored 63 in game two. And like I said, that's still the record for highest, most, most points scored in a playoff game. Jordan scored 55, five times. Yeah. That was one of the stats they put up. Yeah. Can you name the other games or can you name any of them? Uh, no, not all. Yeah, the top they're, of my head. yeah, they're yeah, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard for me to like. Yeah, right. So I, I got him. I, I'll give him to you. I got him right here. So in '92, Jordan went for 56 against the Heat. It was it was the it was the third game of the first round of the sweep. Let's see the box. 20 of 30, 16 of 18. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 20 of 30. 30 attempts, I love it. <laughs> 20 of 30. Pippen had 31 that game, too. They scored They scored 87 between the two of them, which is insane. Um, Mike was 20 of 30, 16 of 18 from the line. Uh, five, five rebounds, five assists, four steals um, in 43 minutes. No, no. Look, remember, no three is attempted. Like, don't don't get it twisted. Right. And that's why you were shooting the ball 30 times a game. Right. So let's see. So that was that was back in 93. That's his that's his second highest. And that's still the fourth highest or third highest point total ever tied. It's it's Michael at 63, Elgin Baylor at 61, Barkley, Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain at 56. 
And then you got Iverson at 55, and then Jordan scored. It's funny. He scored a double nickel three times, 55, 55, yeah. 55. Once in 88, once in 93, and once in 97. The one in 97 was against the, the Wizards. The Juwan Howard, Rod Strickland, Chris Webber, George Mirasan Wizards. Yep. Um, that was a fun team. That was a fun team. Yeah, dude. Rod, shout out Rod Strickland. Fucking love. Make him jump like Rod Strickland. Yeah, fucking love Rod Strickland. <laughs> um, this the game he scored fifty five against the Wizards, twenty two of thirty five, like ten of ten from the line, seven rebounds, light, easy. Well, what what was the? Uh, oh, keep going. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. What was the stat you posted yesterday? You added something to it, but uh, the forty point game stat. I think that's the craziest one. Oh, he where uh, like LeBron's had like three hundred attempts at him, Jordan's had like hundred and twenty, but Jordan's got yeah. like twice as many. I uh, I think you put it on your Twitter. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Yeah, I got it. Um, but either way, yeah, it was a forty point stat with LeBron and Jordan. It was the the question was how many forty point games has Jordan? Like, hold on, I got it. Uh, most 40-point playoff games, that's what it is. Playoff games, yeah. Most 40-point playoff, playoff games. Jordan had 38, had had 38, and LeBron currently has 27. Kobe only had 13. Yeah. Yo, let me repeat that. Jordan had 38. Kobe had 13. And, yeah, I, I, I re, that was on Bulls Talk, and I, re, I replied to that. Jordan did it in 179 games. Braun has played 239. Essentially, yeah. Jordan scored 40 in 22% of his playoffs game. That's crazy. It's ridiculous, right? So one out of every four playoff games, he's, he's giving you 40. He's giving you 40. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's like that. Um, but, yeah, man, it, this, this, this stuff goes on and on, right? So um, let's get into pit. But when you really down well, real quick on yeah. that, like when you really go down the rabbit hole of Jordan's stats, like it's insane. It's insane, especially like, if you focus on insane. scoring. Like, yeah, if, if you, it's, it's unparalleled. It's, it's like it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like it's, it's the only other person doing a lot of shit he was doing was Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, and that yeah, that's a whole, yeah. Chamberlain was doing that's a whole another. That's a whole another podcast. Doug, we'll put up fifty and twenty five, and I don't give a damn who he was playing against. Fifty and twenty five is crazy. Yeah, like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah like crazy. But, but yeah, yeah, the Jordan, the Jordan rabbit hole Jordan, statistics are nuts. Insane. If you, especially if you single out just getting baskets, it was it was incredible. Yeah. Um. Let's get in the pit. Obviously, the big talking point everybody was talking about. Seven-year, $18 million for Pip in 91. Yep. Your thoughts when you heard that figure and that deal come out of the speakers of your television? Yeah, I mean, I always knew he was underpaid. And I always knew that, that was a big issue. Again, you know, like we grew up listening to that type of stuff, so I feel like, you know, it's, it's not a surprise. But when you hear that number and then they start showing you that, well, the number that really stuck out to me was the 122nd highest paid player thing, like, that was crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jerry said it. He's like, yeah, I, I told him not to sign it. Like, that's a bad deal. A seven-year contract in the NBA is a bad deal. Um, obviously, at the time, he didn't realize that the cap was going to go up like it did and all that money was going to come in and all that. But, yeah, I mean, that's a crazy number, man. It's, it's crazy. 
That's that's no money at all compared to what everybody else is making. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 it jumped out for sure. But again, was, he signed the and, deal. And was that before um, they won the title? Yeah, I think so. I think it was the it was when I read it was the year it was going in to that ninety to game to round two of the first year they won. Going in, though they yeah, were in the it was playoffs. During the, it was during the playoffs the first year they won. He signed it. Yeah, I just pulled up a, a Tribune article from March eighteenth, ninety one. And the way they did it, it, he already had like two years left on his deal, so they added money on top of his deal, which then created the cap space. Um, I think for like the Ku coach thing or whatever the hell it was going to be. But yeah, it created some cap space for him. So I think at the time he thought like, "Oh, I'm cashing out." You know what I mean? But he didn't anticipate the cap exploding and all that. Um, which you know, by like years five, six, seven of that deal, he's not making shit. Dude, that deal. Was Plus, fun. the deal also was front loaded too, so the money was going down at the end. Yeah, and it was yeah. He was never <laughs> so he was making he was making less money. So I was like, yeah, I went from two point eight to two point two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, making less. Yeah, Bill Cartwright is making one point five. Horace Graham is making a million. George, this you should read this article. Jordan in comma who earns two point five million. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, but um, do you think uh he was petty for what he did by you know enjoying the summer and uh, not getting surgery on his foot? What do you think about what do you think about that? We knew that that's story one of the, already, yeah, right? But like, that's, yeah, yeah, that's one of those things that, like, if you're not in the situation, it's easy to, yeah. Of course, it's petty, right? But like, was he wrong? Um, I don't know. I can't sit here and say that he was wrong. I can sit here and say I don't know what the Bulls were gonna do. Like, it's you don't rip up a contract and sign them to a new one. This isn't the NFL. I mean, that's a guaranteed contract, you know. So you can't have it both ways where, like, the NBA players get guaranteed money, but then when you don't like your deal, it's like, well, fuck it. No, nah, um, what do you mean? He could have got a new deal. It how could he got it was, a new deal? It was the, wasn't it the final year of it? It was the final that, year. 97, 98 right. was, yeah. Right, so he's like, I need an extension. Well, I think he was what pissed talking about? that he had been – I think he was pissed he had been playing the last seven years like, on that shit, yeah, deal. It, it all. That's what they were talking yeah. about. Like, that's what they said. He, had been, he could have earned ten times as much money had he been out of that deal three years earlier. So I don't know. I mean, again, like I don't think they could have necessarily – they weren't going to rip up his contract and pay him more money because he was getting underpaid. So, I mean, well, yeah. I, I think mean, he, well, I think this is the thing was like it would be like a, it'd be, it's just a holdout. They needed him. So he, he knew that, and he was that was kind of his way to do it. I, I don't know if eventually he would have got a new deal just because it didn't seem like Krause was going to do that, like period, point blank. Um, well, after that year, he wasn't going to get one. But I'm saying, like, let's say – he he's not like he was just woke up pissed that summer. I'm sure right, for the last right, right. It, oh, yeah, three to four that. years prior, he had been pissed because he's looking at the league salaries go up. You heard him say he thinks that he's one of the best players of all time. So he's looking at everybody else making money. And this, remember, this is around the Garnett time, too. I think that Garnett situation was 96, 97. He sees a, a young kid coming in and getting $20 million a year. He's like, what the hell is going on? So yeah, I mean that that I think that whole situation just wore on him. So yeah, he said, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna." I like you said, I'm not gonna fuck up my summer. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not fucking up my. I'm just gonna enjoy my summer. That's, that's just you can say when you got five rings. Yo, Pip be in the street though. Yeah. I be you know, every time I'm out low key. I see. I, I kind of see Pip a lot low key. Yeah, he be out. Yeah, Pip be out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was. It's it's such a crazy situation to to think about how just like hostile it actually was. In the, the middle of in the middle but, of just getting chips, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, if it had been going on nowadays with all the coverage that you get on things and social media and a thousand reporters assigned to the team, like this this probably wouldn't be able to happen nowadays. There'd just be too much well, too is, much shit around it. Yeah, and I also think this is with Kraus, this is just your typical situation where we get the organizations bigger than the player, but yo, just like we always talk about, some guys need special treatment. This is just what it is. Yeah. You can't treat yo, they they praised Kraus on the deal for trading Oakley. Like Jordan was pissed about that. We know that story, but it was the right deal at the time, right? But you you just can't treat everyone like Oakley. You can't treat Pip like like they're just all different guys. You just can't do that type of thing. And that's where you start to run into problems. I'm what do you think? It's almost kind of crazy that Kraus is not here to to talk or defend himself or, or, or just to get his opinion on it as well. Did you think about that at all? No. What I did think about is if it's telling that you win six championships and you literally never get a job in the NBA ever again. Mm. He, he, he was a scout. He went to go be a scout for the Yankees. Literally, no one would touch the guy. He was that toxic. He was that toxic. That was my takeaway from it. It's like after he was done with the Bulls, that was it for him in the NBA. Nobody wanted that around the organization. Well, listen, and like we said, he made some great moves. I bet you he could have – it would have been a lot easier to get a job after 98 um, than coming off of four straight years of being la- in last place with, with – and then, you know, handpicking Tim Floyd, which, is, which was a disaster and doing all that type of stuff. I mean, it wasn't like – What's up? I said I didn't know Kraus was from Chicago too. Originally, yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it must be tough to be hated in your city after getting after getting done too. Yeah, he was despised, well, and that was the whole thing because he's like, "I'm winning championships. People should love me." But it's like, yeah, you want credit, like, yeah, but you're you also a loser. For- so yeah, that's why. So, uh, but then there's, I mean, there's you look at there's some people can handle that. Like, who's the GM of the Spurs? Uh, what's the RC Buford? I don't even know what that guy looks like. Yo, but he's facts. been there. He's been there forever. Yo, that's a that's, great that's point. Nothing. Yo, yeah, stay your ass in the back. Stay, stay in the back. You know what? I'm sure R.C. Buford is rich, and he can yeah, do whatever man. he wants. You know what I mean? If for him, he's fine. But it's not like, hey, wait, wait, Greg Popovich? No, fuck him. Tim Duncan? Fuck him. David Robinson? Fuck him. It's about, about me. me. I've been but, here the no, whole time. Man. I drafted Kawhi. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. I play in the background. Facts. I'm good, and that's why when the Kawhi shit blows up, you still don't hear negative shit about him because he's played the background the entire time. I'm quiet when I do well. I'm quiet when I do bad. It's not about you, bro. But he's employed. Right? Absolutely. If R.C. Buford called James Dolan right now and said, give me $20 million to run the Knicks, fine. Cool. Kraus couldn't do that. No press conference necessary. Not, nothing necessary. <laughs> Kraus, couldn't, Kraus couldn't do that. Yeah, facts. So there you go. That's all I got, man. I, I was I – was, enthralled i can't wait for the rest of it i i uh i was thinking this if they if if like they dropped the whole series and i could have binge watched it i probably would have watched the whole thing what was uh what was the best thing you saw on twitter about 
this. Like just a tweet, period? Yeah. Um Oh man, there were so many good ones, bro. The the whole the it's tough to say like what everyone's talking about because of the the algorithm, and I, I we obviously follow all sports guys, so it just looks like the whole world's talking about the Last Dance. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like is yep. anything else even happening? Um, so just the footage, man. I don't. There were so many good pictures. You guys should give Bulls Archive a follow if you don't already. The Bulls. Uh, have a, a second account called the Chicago Bulls Archive, and they've been posting a bunch of crazy pictures. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There were so many good tweets. What about you? Uh, let me see. The, I think the best thing that I saw <laughs> this dude said. I wish I could find the exact the uh, the exact tweet. I saw two that I liked. One dude said Scotty Pippen saw underpaid. He got that twelve hundred dollars oh, yeah. stimulus check. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was good. No, this other dude said something along the lines. He goes, yo, Pippen signed a 360 deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know like a 360 deal, like in the record industry, it's like the worst shit you can sign. Um, it was like a 360, right? It's like pretty much the artist ends up getting like killed on the back end if you end up making it because you owe all this money back to the label. And uh, so this dude said Pippen signed a 360 deal. I was weak. <laughs> I, I will say this: my favorite, uh, my favorite interviewer cameo or whatever so far was Pat Riley. My man is just always clean, smooth. I, I felt that it. about. I felt that about Magic. Yeah, Magic looked good Magic, in the, the double-breasted joint. You ever heard Magic say "right"? He'll be like, "Yeah, that's what we were doing, right." <laughs> it's just so smooth. Peep the next magic interview you see, and he does. He'll be like, right? Like he's a. I think he's the smoothest. Magic, magic, and Pat Riley, definitely for sure. Yeah, man. There was, there was. Oh man, there was so much good stuff. And there's a lot more to come. A lot more to come. We're gonna be breaking it down every single week, each episode. Both. That was just the the recap for one and two. We'll be doing three and four next week. I appreciate y'all listening. Thanks for locking in. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. Tell the homies for Big Nick the Quick. I am your host, Sean Little. No catch-up sports talk via Chicago. The last dance recaps. Let's get it. Hey, <laughs> real quick, we were talking about, uh, so they talked about Jordan, the pass, the shot in Carolina, and my boy mentioned, had yo, have you ever seen the possession after the shot from Jordan? And I'm like, actually, I haven't, I don't think. And uh, Georgetown gets the ball back, I think there was like eight, nine seconds left after Jordan hits that jumper. And it's one of the most egregious turnovers I've ever seen. By far. It might so, be yeah, the, I, it, it might be the worst basketball turnover in the history of hoops. So I'm watching it right now. It's just uh yeah. It's it's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's like someone might want to check his bank account back. <laughs> like he literally threw the ball to the North Carolina to the Georgetown dude crosses the court. His guy, so if you look at it, his guy is uh, at where there would be a three-point line if there was a three-point line, right? His dude starts to roll down to the basket, and the Georgetown or the North Carolina dude, like, pops out. 
and he literally throws the ball right to the North Carolina. He, he pump, turns, he looks at him, fakes, he pumps he pump it fakes, the other way. He pump fakes a pass to his guy, <laughs> pulls it back, and throws it directly to James Worthy. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst turnover I've ever seen, bro. Somebody check on that. Somebody's yeah. still eating off that. He, he might, he might be on the take. 